Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex, Justin, and Pete. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I am Pete. And that's our man of the Booth, Booth Man Prime. Booth Man Prime. Now, we have some exciting news tonight. Oh, my God. Tonight. This oh is so exciting. I'm... I'm Flip it out about this. We are about to, uh, in the next few months, I guess, create a Batman. Because um, yeah. one of us is about to become fabulously rich, and they are going to use that money. I'm looking at Pete, because it's Pete, and they're going to use that money to become a vigilante. But yes, how is he going to earn this fortune? Tell us. <laughs> All right. So you guys like to make fun of... Um... Yes, and we may do that in one moment. But, but I don't, I don't want to interrupt the story because it's really important. But Pete told us this like an hour and a half ago. Very and casually. Very, very casually, casually. And this is unbelievable news. Right. So excited. So they make fun of me because uh, for a while I would eat at Subway Sandwiches. Uh, there, and, was, and, there was a Subway Sandwich shop downstairs right. that Pete would go to and he would get a meatball sub with lettuce on it. Yep. Every Disgusting. Every hot lettuce. Every, every, they called it a hot lettuce, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, they called it a pea. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You knew all the sandwich I guys. I mean, I would just give them the power nod. They knew what to do. Um, what a thing this is, to you do. You think he's joking, but this is true. I was in yeah. there one time, and he was like, sup, give me the regular. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't Which is a horrible <laughs> thing to happen in a Subway right. sandwich shop. So they were... <laughs> they were Busting my balls about the Subway sandwich uh, that I would Lifestyle. Eat. Yeah. And, uh, that you, that you and have. I was like, yeah, laugh it up, assholes. But I might be getting a check from Subway because there's a lawsuit yes. uh, against Subway <laughs> sandwiches. Again, what you want in any frequently <laughs> sure. visited restaurant yeah, yeah. is a yes, all corporate restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. And because I against. ate there so much, I might be, yeah, if no, this litigation... I have a question. Yeah. But they're calling you patient zero, am I right? <laughs> yeah. How how did they find you? What was it your subway club card or what what happened? Uh there you know, there was a record of I guess a record. Of, they, they kept had, they kept records of all the repeat offenders. <laughs> yeah. So like there's something wrong with this guy, he keeps coming back. Yeah. 
and microwaving well, the lettuce. I don't lettuce. know how they got a hold of me. I got a letter in the mail that said, uh, you know, because you visited Subway so often in this lawsuit. <laughs> did they say so often or did they use the exact number? Uh, and did they, they say to the family of the surely must be deceased <laughs> P. LePage? Uh, <laughs> how, if he's alive, how? <laughs> And he, we, he may Those be. Those meatball the, subs are great. I don't know what the fuck you're talking what? about. Man. Are you, they're being sued yeah. for meatball what subs. It's not assume. for their food, asshole. What, what are they what being sued for? for? So basically, there was something about this scanning for reading my card. You know, if you paid with the card, there was something that was not secure about the system that they were no. using. So every week you were paying hundreds of dollars <laughs> for a like, meatball sub. And, yeah. like, and just never noticed back. because yeah, it's never, so good. It's so worth it. It's oh, okay. worth it. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I look forward to your sub cave. Yes, it's going to be great. Yeah, so will you have like a sub, a meatball theme to your superhero that you become? I don't I don't know what's going to happen. You throw hot lettuce in the criminals' faces? <laughs> I don't know why because you Because that would stop me from committing a crime. <laughs> hot lettuce, hot lettuce <laughs> tomato sauce and lettuce, what, what, that's insane. Lettuce is great. I was trying to get a vegetable in there. You that's, know? That's that is a, that's not a barely a vegetable. <laughs> that has no nutrients whatsoever. The cheese is more like a vegetable. Vegetable. than the lettuce. The meatball probably has more vegetables in it than the lettuce does. I don't know if that's true or not. but I mean, it is true. I'm sorry if you feel attacked. Um, <laughs> you're we're gonna, not. We're, we're going to send you a letter. Honestly, this is, the, this is like my Christmas. <laughs> this is great. Then when you said that I went there so many times, they're giving me money for it. That's the American dream. Yeah. You yeah. put up with uh, You ate garbage for <laughs> still up till now and then going forward. Are you, yeah. When was the last meatball sub you had? Uh, it's been a little while. What do you mean? I mean, mean minutes. Check uh, <laughs> check that gauge on his uh, right behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, See, he's got a he's got a prison tag here. That's how he's in there. Uh, I can smell hot lettuce on his breath. So I think he's, <laughs> he's been lying. there. Recently. He's lying. Do you know what we're not lying about? Our amazing guest today. I'm very excited to have him back on the show. He's the writer of The Last God and Marvel Zombies Resurrection. Ladies and gentlemen, Philip Kennedy Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome oh, to the show. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sit right have down. a seat. Have a microphone. Uh, Thanks so much for coming. Oh, my God. It's my pleasure. I love this show. Right? Ah. I'm very excited to have you here. You, uh, This is your second time on. It is, yeah. yeah. You have released a ton of big projects since then, particularly Last God and Marvel Zombies Resurrection. Both came out on the same day. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, luckily, I'm, I'm into, like, super dark stuff. <laughs> and then <laughs> they uh, both came out on Halloween, so it's kind of worked out. Oh, that's How did that happen? I mean, was that just complete, total coincidence? It's totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I got the, the nod to do Last God at DC Black Label, like, way back. And um, we've been putting it together for, you know, like, a year or whatever. And then they wanted to do Marvel Zombies and Marvel, and I got the call for that completely. I mean, obviously, they don't talk. So, uh, yeah, it just worked out sweet that they both come out uh, on Halloween Eve. Uh, how does it work with Black Label? Do you, were you just like, I've been wanting to do this book, I'd like to do it here? Or um, I had a good relationship there with some editors. I, uh, I, did, a sh- I did a book, I did an Aquaman annual there, and nice. uh, the editor that I was talking to most on that book was a guy named Amadeo Turturro. Um, he was assistant on that book, but he was the one I was in, t- in contact with the most. And then he was doing a lot of stuff at Vertigo after that. And he he's a huge D and D guy. Amadeo is like that's like one of his passions. When he's not doing comics, he's doing D and D. He was like, dude, do you want to do? Would you want to do a horror book in a world where there's like 
wizards and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that was the, that was the pitch. Like literally, yeah. word for word, I was like, "What am I going to say to that?" Yeah. So yeah, I loved it, and um, so I put together a, an idea for a story that we could do, and it's, it was like super huge and ambitious. And I was like, "There's no way they're going to say yes to this." And then they and Amadeo took it to a pitch thing, and they they bit, and and we made it. Nice. It's Great. I mean, it's awesome. The book is fantastic, and it looks gorgeous as well. But it's a very different project for Black Label and for DC because most of those have been riffs on their existing properties. Yeah, right. Batman with his penis out. Other yeah, characters Joker with, with his penis, penis out. out. Yeah. Harley Quinn with her penis out, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, That's what the Black Label is, so it, uh, this is a different yes. sort of take. So the question is, are there dicks in my book? Yes. yes. Wow, thank you wow. for being ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we were is, taking a couple more questions to get to that. So yeah, we usually you. save that for the end. Is it something that in some way is connected with the DC Universe, or is it not? And in which case, what was the discussion like behind the scene to publish it through Black Label? It is not part of DC continuity. It's its own thing. Uh, it's, it's kind of a, the book is kind of a statement that uh, the spirit of Vertigo lives on and they're still doing really Cool shit, like the like the Joe Hill line coming out through yeah. uh, through Black Label as well. It's, like, it's more like that. So I mean, as you know, comics are you know ever changing. I'm not going to say there's never going to be any kind of crossover. Who knows? But that, as of now, that's not what this is. Like it's its own thing. It's in its own world. There's no um, there's no you know Superman's not going to be showing up in this book. <laughs> For those who haven't read it yet, what is the pitch line? What is the concept of the book? Uh, the Last God takes place in a, a harsh, high fantasy world called Cain and Noon, in which civilization is kind of in its infancy. It's, it's a very, very harsh place. And um, in that world, 30 years earlier, this entity called the, the God in the Void, or the Last God, tried to end all that is, like this, this undead supernatural plague that's over, overran the world. And... Um, would have, if not for this fellowship of heroes who, as as they tend to do, they saved us all, and a generation later, everything's great, and the heroes from that fellowship are now the rulers of this world, um, but then something very unexpected happens, and then uh, we learned that the, the story that they told the world was all a big lie, and it actually did not go down the way they said, and the last god is not dead, and, uh, and then this second cast of characters kind of gets swept up in this big adventure too. Uh, to right the wrongs of their predecessors and actually save the world and kill the last god. It's it, great. It feels like there are a bunch of different fantasy elements, fantasy uh, works that are at play there, but it definitely feels fresh at the same time. Well, that said, I'm curious, what were you pulling on? What source material were you looking at to inspire this book? I mean, I'd be an idiot to say that Tolkien was not a... a an influence, you know, but the book itself does not read like Tolkien, like at no. all, like no. not at all. All the no, dicks, especially. There's so many, <laughs> so many, and Tolkien especially was like, there are no dicks on any of these characters. <laughs> he established that early on. There are no, no weens, none of that. Yes, that's what he said. That's elf. That's elfish for dick. Because <laughs> he was into we the languages. Seven <laughs> creatures without no weens. That's right in the first line of the. John Bombadil said that. Right in the Lord of the Weeds. Yeah, in the Lord of the Weeds. Yeah, I remember that. Um, what were we talking about? I think we were talking to our lovely guest. Uh, I feel like a Frank Frazetta painting has a little bit more. Uh... Yeah, to, totally. It's it's it reads more like um, there's like there's there's a lot more harshness in a, in a world like Robert E. Howard stuff, right? Like in the, you know the Conan stories or, or Call or Red Sonja. Those are that's more that's more the tone of this world, or even like Game of Thrones, really. Although this world is more primitive than that one. Um, this is. Uh, 
So the the influence of Tolkien is really more in just the the depth of the world building that he brought that I've always really admired, and the way he incorporates uh, songs and folk tales and stuff within his world. So it's not just um, you're not just getting the story that you're reading. It's also almost like the tales of the Black Freighter or whatever. Like there's there's also sub stories within the story that you're getting that Tolkien also did in his work. Like he would get folk tales or or music. Um, and every issue, DC was super cool. Like there's, you know, as you know, like books are usually twenty, twenty-two pages, and this one is twenty-eight because um, there's twenty-four pages in most of the issues of, of interior art, um, and then there's also four to six pages of back matter in the back of every single issue, and that's like folk tales, music, like literally sheet music that I've written for this day job. My day job is music. Um, oh, with, cool. the, with the army band, like we discussed, yeah, we about, yeah. yeah. So I write music for this thing, and in in world notation that no one can read but me <laughs> right now, but also in in music <laughs> notation that people can actually read and play. Um, uh, you know, sacred texts. Uh, a lot of it is in foreign languages that exist in this world. Like I'm going like all in, like I'm, I'm wow. just pouring the hours into this book, and that was inspired very much by Tolkien. I love that all the, the back matter stuff just makes the world feel so much more real and authentic, you know? Yeah, you're so, Silmarillion. Exactly. Silmarillion is probably the biggest influence as far as just the depth right. of world building in that, in that regard. Well, let's talk, you mentioned this before, but it's such an interesting choice to start it at, this is a little bit of a spoiler for the first issue, but you started at the end of the big battle, flash forward, and then you're 30 years later, and you're essentially following this new character, this gladiator who may or may not be trying to work his way free, though certain things happen by the end of the issue that throws him into new circumstances. Why was that choice important? It feels like you could have started at the beginning of the battle and going up to fighting this big enemy. You could have filled in that 30 years, but instead you're starting beyond that conflict right at the beginning. Um, I guess we, I wanted to set the, set the stage, let, to put us in the, like the, the second, the whole thing takes kind of a um, true detective format where you see, after, after the first issue, you see... Uh, like the first season is good, second season is bad. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Nice, looking forward to that. And then the second issue is total shit, and the third one is great. Yeah, the third one was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, what I meant was... Uh, <laughs> um, the uh, You see uh, King Tear and all his crew like back in the day, like the, his, in their heyday, right? And then you also see the, the second fellowship and how, how it plays out with them. And some there are some characters in, in common, which is, you know, I thought that'd be cool. But I, I really wanted to see the second fellowship is kind of what I consider like the present day one where it's that's one that kind of counts. But then you also see all these flashbacks. It's like I've been I've been in a couple of fellowships. Well. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you don't want to overburden yourself by doing too many fellowships. Which, like, uh, we're a fellowship. Which uh, which one are you in the fellowship usually? Uh, I'm the one with no weapons and just <laughs> like a, sort of a bad attitude. I'm the, dead, the dead guy. Yeah. I'm, the dead body over there. I'm the guy that stays behind at the bar. <laughs> uh, I'm sort of a hot pie right. if you, uh, oh, okay. in, uh, in a Game of Thrones style. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm going to bake fun-shaped uh, <laughs> I'm going cakes. to stay here, guys, at the corner. Was there a point to this? I'm hot pie, but it's like um, it's uh, alcohol based. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make special cocktails for the knights who to get drunk, right, and not be involved in the action. Don't want to go. So I'm, but I'm still in the fellowship. <laughs> you also mentioned you've done a lot of planning and laid out a lot of stories. That's pretty clear oh even in the title where it's The Last God, uh, book one of the Fellspire Chronicles. Right. Is that yeah. right? Uh, so how much at this point of the Fellspire Chronicles have you planned out? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, more than we'll ever conceivably do. I can write this <laughs> resume, like Guillermo del Toro of comics, right? I can just do like, 
I'm going to plan way more stuff than I can possibly get to in my lifetime. Um, but it's uh, as I've been as I've been fleshing out the backstory. Well, you see, like even in the back of the first issue, there's a a, a tale about. Um, you just literally, I just, I got inspired by this this statue that Ricardo drew in the comic, like in the, the front of the palace while it's burning. There's a statue of a woman there, and then I totally didn't tell Ricardo to do that. No, uh, <laughs> but it looked badass, and I was like, okay, well, she can't be there for no reason, especially because mm-hmm. this is a kind of a male-dominated society. It's like, okay, so she must be really awesome, and I just kind of this whole story just kind of came out of uh, this the woman who founded that city and the circumstances and how um, you know why an, a human character would have been in this elven dominated continent that long ago and it kind of became this big two-part story cool um, that's awesome so so now she's like a full-fledged character and like and there's other characters that also get introduced in other the back of other issues that are kind of there's a whole other crew kind of taking shape in that around you know centuries earlier before the events of this comic and i have another crew like that centuries before that and there's i have ideas for stuff that happens later so i mean i could write this the rest of my life it's oh, super amazing. fun and uh, just really I just kind of, the more I the more I create for this world, the more I want to make. You know, yeah. the one of the other things that really makes the book work. You mentioned Ricardo, the artist. Uh, okay. Beyond the art being fantastic across yeah. the board, you always need a good villain. You need a good enemy, and the the last god, the bad guy, mm. doesn't really look like anything else. Again, was there any inspiration you pulled? Did it all come from the artist? What were you going for there? Um, I have been careful not to micromanage Ricardo because he is a freak show talent. Like he's just yeah. unbelievable. So I, I really wanted I want to leave him alone. <laughs> I just <laughs> so I give him ideas like here's what I was thinking, and I had um, for the flowering dead, the like the undead plague that overruns everything. I didn't. I, was, I really, really did not want them to just be zombies, you know, or like any any kind of thing that we've seen before. So I, I described him as, okay, these can't be just zombies. They need to be profanities. They need to be things that combine plant life and dead flesh and smoke and ash. And, um, you know, each, each one should be different. And, and he, came, he came back with this crazy look. And it, they were inspired, at least my vision for it was inspired somewhat by the necromorphs from Dead Space. I'm not saying oh. gamers in here. Uh-huh. But um, these things in, the, in a video game, they're like re, rejoined dead body parts, whatever. Wow. And then uh, also the, another video game called The Last of Us, in which oh, there are yeah. these things called the uh, the cordyceps. They call it clickers in the game where this, this fungus thing grows out from their head and it splits it apart and it looks... It, it combines a fungus with uh, a, a body in a very creative, horrible way. And, uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, you know, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't really force any of that on Ricardo and it, some of that did kind of come out in the design but he went, he took a like 10 steps beyond and made his own thing. As far as the gods, though, I just told him what the gods were of. Like, like here's Mol Kalakto, the god of the forge, and here's Mol Rangma, god of hunt and conquest, and here's Mol whatever. And he would just, based on what their kind of godlike jurisdiction was, they would come back like, well, what do you think about this? And they were always like home runs every single time. And Mol Ultep's probably my favorite, the god in the void, because he had like, he, uh, there were these little I can't even describe it. His limbs are not attached to his body. There's like these weird little kind of portals open up and his limbs come through them. And well, Yeah, uh, there was one of the things that I really loved about those designs, and again, this is talking about the art, I guess, a little mm-hmm. bit, but is that it is very disconnected, but it doesn't feel like an amorphous cloud. You can still get a sense of what the body is and what the figure is. It's very cool. Yeah, I, I can't say enough good stuff about Ricardo. He's just a 
just a crazy talent and just the, the collaboration. Like I, I write a very detailed script. Like the the way the uh, the workflow works now, I found works best with him is to write a very detailed script, like with exactly everything I was envisioning, with the understanding that I want him to mess with it. Like I please do what you do, and and he'll come back and like a lot of stuff has changed. Sometimes very significantly changed, and then I'll do a heavy rewrite based on what he's given me. Ah. So it's a lot of like back and forth. Like there's a lot of jazz happening on this on this book more so oh, than, nice. than most of the stuff that I do. That's Always nice to hear. Cool. Yeah. We uh, always ask, what the, how much jazz? Yeah. <laughs> you need more jazz, jazz in comedy. Jazz, jazz, more jazz. jazz. Jazz it up a little bit, I always say. Jazz. Uh, that book is great. Second issue is coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, next. November 27th, and then a week from tomorrow. All right. Nice. Let's talk about Marvel Zombies Resurrection, which yeah. is another one dealing with zombie slash dead characters. Yeah. Edited by a friend of the show, Jordan White. Jordan, Jordan D. White. White. Woo. Uh, this... <laughs> was a huge franchise for a while. It yep. obviously went away. You're bringing it back first with this one shot and then a mini series next April. You were That's saying? right. Like, is last I've heard the plan is to bring it out in April. Like, okay. Yeah. What we thought this was a great big swing, very different while still obviously being zombies. What was the mission statement here coming back to this? Man, they've let they've totally cut me loose in this book. They have, they really have not been micromanaging me at all. Like they just said, "Hey, we want to do another Marvel Zombies thing. What do you like? Do you want to pitch it? Like, what do you want to do with it?" And um, I, you were we, like, "Galactus is a dead spaceship." Exactly. Bow with uh, dicks. Yeah. See you <laughs> in a couple of months. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, that is that was actually kind of my first thought. I was like, well, <laughs> I really like the idea of Galactus as a big dead spaceship. Um, but. Yeah, I, I the first the first run was super fun. Um, I can make a rhyme any old time. Uh, the first the first series was not my jam as much. I like it was fun, right. but it was that's kind of what I didn't want to do again. I didn't want it to be like fun and campy. I'd, yeah, you know, it was it was cool, but it wasn't uh, like serious. It didn't take itself as seriously as I kind of. Well, felt like they were sort of like zombies were cool again. Walking Dead was sort of right. cresting, and so they were like, "We'll do this funny take on it." That's exactly right. And uh, and so that was what it was. But uh, yeah, I always loved the idea of the zo- of zombie world, uh, whatever it is. And so this I really took to because it it's coming from like literally the opposite side. Like it's not one little zombie bite on Earth. It's uh, a, a dead space god from space <laughs> right. uh, crashing. Into yeah, and this gets heroes. into spoilers of the book, but you also make this big bold choice to send basically every heavy heavy hitter superhero up there and take them out immediately in the first yeah. issue. That was insane. Uh, how did you come around Sorry. to that choice? Um, I I just this is what I wanted to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. Rather than see everyone come to Earth and like start laying waste to Earth, I wanted to see because this is the setup issue. You know, spoilers. There's more issues coming, and it's this is the one where it sets all that up. Um. And I really wanted to see the kind of like the pantheon, the Marvel pantheon, like you know, those are the ones who really are going to do this. And um, but they plus it just kind of made sense because I I wanted Galactus to be this big question mark in the book, like okay, so Galactus is about him somehow, and they go up there to see just to find out what is up there. I wanted it to feel like the Ridley Scott's Alien, where yeah, you know, I was just going to say it reminded me of Alien, or you ever see this movie Event Horizon? Yes, which is exactly. like a super fucked up space exactly. uh, movie, and that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, totally. I love that movie, and and uh, yeah, and Alien too. I really wanted it to feel claustrophobic. I wanted the deaths to feel like they matter, and it's not just like I, you know I've got stuff sticking out of my gut or whatever. I wanted it to be <laughs> like a real deal. You know, I wanted the, the characters to treat each other like family, and I wanted to see them. 
you know, go down in really ways that like hurt us. And I can see what happens in the next. Issue. I want to be drawn back into the next issue, you know. And that's that. You do that by giving them like a real emotional stakes. Like you want these people to survive, and they're not surviving so far. But maybe this one will. And yeah, I it's see a, all that. It's a big like holy shit. Where do we go from here? Kind of start to it, which is really cool. Awesome, thanks. That's yeah, that's totally what I wanted, and I cannot wait for you to see the next one. It's so fun, <laughs> yeah. like there's so many fun visuals, but also like the the characters that are in that book. I can, it's, it's like this. This is my first big like superhero book with Marvel. I've done I've done one other story with them before, but it was like a, a war story, and it didn't really have it didn't use the big players. And uh, for this to be my first big Marvel book where you can use anybody, and it's just yeah, it's funny that you're like, oh man, I get to all the great heavy hitters. I'm gonna kill them immediately. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But none of those guys are my favorites, and I can't wait to really show like my favorites. So oh, nice. like ego, the go. not living planet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is that a possibility? Not a bad Maybe. idea. Yeah. Are you pitching stuff? Right yeah. There? Are you pitching? Throw it out there. <laughs> Throw it out there. He's yeah. got a you mouth. Points back, back planet with points. a mouth. He bites yeah. other planets. They become oh, okay. zombies. <laughs> like he goes up to Jupiter. Is like, oh. uh, yeah, gotcha, Jupiter. Gotcha. <laughs> now you're a zombie. But Jupiter's just a, like a rock, right? He goes, a, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Name another living planet, real quick. I guess that's the only one. Yeah, there you go. Cocky ego. ego. Uh, you have a couple of other projects you're working on as well. I do. What would you like to plug? Uh, well, I'm doing Kill a Man at at Aftershock. I'm doing a Kill a Man with uh, Steve Orlando. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're co-writing that book um, with Alec Morgan on art. It's, uh, it's been super fun. It's, um, it's a story about um, a, a, gay, a closeted gay MMA fighter who gets outed at a press conference before his big title fight and loses, oh, wow. loses everything. And it becomes, and yes, you kind of have to see him fight his way back and regain everything and see him like really in the, in the fight of his life in a lot of ways. So that's been really cool that's and fun to work cool. on, the, especially now. Uh, teaser kind of like cover that you've uh, been showing off looks amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's all, Alec. It's uh, we're we're super stoked for that book. Um, that comes out in the spring, and we're doing. I'm doing Ghost Recon at IDW, like adaptation of the the game franchise, yeah. well, like a prequel to the um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint came out um, this past month, and this book is like a prequel to that. It's like deals with the protagonist Nomad and the the antagonist of, the, of that game, um, who in the game is played by, um, oh, dude, the Punisher guy from Netflix. Forgive me. John uh, Bernthal. John Bernthal. Bernthal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it, and it's about those two guys and how, like, because the, the game talks about their, their past together, and this uh, this comic sets all that up and, like, how oh, they fuck, knew each other man. before. Now, when yeah. you're doing that, do you have to, like, play the shit out of the game? No. Uh, they give you, like, a, here's what happens. <laughs> um, the well, the, the game takes place after, so you're good. Oh, right. So, but, but you don't, I mean... Have you not you have to set game? up some of that stuff, right? What's it's, that? Don't you have like, to set up some of the games? Yeah, if like yeah well, you do. Yes. Right in the Candy Crush comic, you've got to play Candy Crush. Or you have to play, if I had to read it. Yeah, yeah, or I had to play the Soda Saga, yes. for example. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to play the game for sure. I could, funny, because when I was actually writing the thing, I couldn't, I couldn't play it. It wasn't out yet, and they were like, no, you can't have it. They're in, Ubisoft is incredibly protective of their IP, like sure. gun up the nose the whole time. Like, every, <laughs> Literally, every PDF is password protected. Like, you wow. don't screw with those guys. So uh, I could I did not have access to the game for a while, huh. uh, but now I do. So as I'm writing it, I'm yeah I'm messing with the game and making sure I'm getting it right. Nice, oh, very cool. Yeah, fun stuff. Uh, we'll definitely check out all of that stuff, and we're going to move on with our next section, which we like to call the stack. Yeah, yeah we do. And in the stack, we're going to talk about a couple of books that came out this week. Yeah, y'all. Uh, a few. Yes, a few. Three of them even. Let's kick it off talking about The Wedding of Spider-Man and Black Cat, number one from Marvel Comics. What's going on here, Pete? Uh, 
First off, this isn't a real. This is you know. I mean, no, this like, is real. This actually it's happened. real. No, look no, at no. the cover. Yeah, no, I saw the cover, but it's like you know, Spider Man is not like. If you get a wedding he's invitation, being forced, man. he's being forced to kind of. do If you this. get a wedding invitation, that says Justin's marrying a person. Like it's not fake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, I can't imagine a world where Spider Man would marry somebody and then just give it up immediately. You know? yeah, yeah, it's not a joke. Yeah, yeah. This is cool, right? This is a fun bit. Uh, yeah, thank you. I. The Black Cat book that's been coming out um, for, I think it's like six or seven issues in, has been great, uh, written by the same, written and drawn by the same team. It's really fun, and yes, um, they do get married uh, technically, but it's because for a scam, a scam yeah. Uh, yeah. marriage, yeah. which is a normal thing to do. Right. I've been involved in several marriage scams. My current <laughs> marriage is a scam marriage. Oh, oh, I know that. Man. I know that. Oh, did I? You did. Uh, it's a pyramid. Cut that out of the... <laughs> it's a pyramid marriage. <laughs> you marry someone, and then you yeah. each marry... It's a multi-level <laughs> marketing marriage. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Uh, great. I don't know where the profit is in that. Uh, no, children? Pro- is it children? <laughs> yeah, we're going to sell them eventually. <laughs> nice. Sell the children, you say? <laughs> yes. You can get a nice markup for that thing. That's right. Longer uh, you keep them around. And then there's a certain point where it peaks and they're not fresh anymore. Uh, oh, that's my God. Right. What do you think, 18 so or like 45? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This got very dark. Yeah, great. Uh, no, uh, but, uh, this the black hat book though is so good. It feel it is writ- it's very funny and uh, a little bit different than everything else on the stands. I've been really liking it, and this issue feels like it actually was setting up the series oddly um, because in the end it says check out black hat number one, and then the next page says check out black hat number seven. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. whatever you want, choose your own adventure. Uh, uh, there was a, a very tense moment. I'm always scared that I'm going to be in a room full of people, and then someone's going to yell like. Hill Hydra or Mortal Kombat, and uh, I don't know wait, about wait, you, you guys. You worry about that now? Yeah, constantly. Uh, that you know, and someone's just, gonna yell Mortal Kombat, and then then what happens? Then everybody has to fight each other. That's but how it works. In Mortal Kombat, don't just two people fight and everyone watches? Yeah, but if you yell Mortal Kombat, that's like saying everybody fight each other. That's like the. That's how it works. I guess that is in. The, there's a law that said you can't yell Mortal Kombat in a crowded building. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Actually, I saw uh, somebody yell that, and Pete started ripping people's spines out. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were at a children's museum. You can get away with that, because it's like someone yelled Mortal Kombat, right, uh, Your true. Honor, so right. yeah. you know, what was I supposed to do? Legally. Yeah. yeah. And we should, we should say Pete is on trial, and, and, <laughs> and Boothman is the judge in this case, oddly, yeah. Uh, yeah. as the voice above all. Um, uh, yeah. Hopefully, you're going to uh, win the case and get some of that subway buddy. <laughs> That's what I, this oh, is for. A uh, follow-up question. I didn't want to ask this during the interview, but um, it is an interview question for you, Pete. When you got the letter from Subway, <laughs> how it wasn't ex- from Subway. It's from the lawyer team that is, you know, the, okay. the lawyer team of Subway and Subway. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say of uh, salami, meatball, and provolone. Right. <laughs> but it sucks that provolone got the third billing. Yeah. You know, because yeah, they no. work really hard. Provolone yeah. is a junior partner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Not a great lawyer. A little triangle. Uh, anyway, um, so where did it, when you open the, so you opened the letter from a law firm, maybe yeah. you were a little nervous. You heard that distinctive <laughs> waft of the Subway bread. Yeah, cooking. it smelled like a I yoga wish. mat. I wish. Uh, <laughs> and you opened the letter, and there was the Subway lo- logo in the letter itself. No. So where, are you sure this isn't, you're just no, being I brought mean, up I, to trial on another <laughs> charge. No, I mean, it, it clearly said, you know, Subway sandwiches and like, yeah, but they but didn't no have the logo. logo. Yeah, no logo. Well, huge mistake. Were there coupons in there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have used them if there yeah. were. Yeah, Does a that. lawyer also make sandwiches at a Subway? <laughs> I, that, how would I know that? That's There's great. No. We'll come back to this. Let's move on and talk about Batman Detective Comics number 1015. 
I assume that's what this is actually called and not Mr. and Mrs. Freeze. Uh, no. And I'll tell you what, I've been going to the comic book store a little bit late in the week. And so that all that is left are these like sort of hollow plastic, not, they're not hologram, but it's like layered, layered, uh, covers. And uh, I don't like them. You don't like them? No. Really? I just want the regular cover. Thank oh, you. Wow. That's, that's Finally, our somebody Let's... brave enough to speak up. <laughs> <laughs> the revolution began tonight. Uh, Did but, you like the hologram covers that they had back in the day? At the time, but I was fooled like everyone else, and now oh. I just want regular comics. So I think what happens is you were hurt once, and now you feel like... I wasn't hurt by So him. just talk about the content of the comic book. Uh, uh, oh, interesting. There's yes, an inside There's an inside, inside as well as the cover. Um, so Mr. and Mrs. Freeze, specifically Nora Freeze, has been unfrozen at this point. She is a Mrs. Freeze. She has the same powers as Mr. Freeze, uh, and they're committing crimes together and fighting Batman. Uh, this is pretty good. That's it. Uh, great review from Alex. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised that, uh, you know, if if I found out that the person I loved uh, had turned to crime and was doing all these... Wait, what am I saying? I'd be totally into that. Um, wow. Never mind. I was going to say, I was surprised that she was so here? cool with like, hey, you've been killing people and keeping me alive. Great. Let's fight crime together. But I guess it makes sense. Uh, no, it's let, let's commit crime. And then Mr. Freeze is like, no, no, I, I commit crimes so that we can be together and in love. And she's like, I like crimes. Yeah. And then she goes off. And then uh, Batman teams up with Mr. Freeze, which is a fun twist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last one to talk about <laughs> Runaways number 27 from Marvel Comics. What? No, great. We really got to the bottom of that. <laughs> yeah. We got to move this along, get back no. to our subway bits. As journalists, I feel like we really <laughs> don't ha- call we us ha- journalists. Uh, we handled the headlines. You're not Sorry. journalists. Okay, lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> we are neither uh, sandwich lawyers. Defendants? Oh, <laughs> in, in Pete's case, he's a victim. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> are you technically a victim here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, sure. uh, when you go into a subway now, do you say, I'm a victim? <laughs> yeah. No, when he walks into a subway, everyone's like, <laughs> because you're the hero It's like Mr. LePage goes to Washington <laughs> and he, There's some senator That just has sacks of Subway sandwiches We should talk about comics out. Like they're coming in from everywhere All the sandwiches <laughs> Pour them on his desk uh, There's mountains of them So runaways you don't understand the subway sandwiches there in your house. At your house. Uh, what accent house? are you doing? I think this is kind his, of a, this is Jimmy kind of Stewart. A, it's a Jimmy Stewart. Oh. No, only after very close to death. Uh, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, are you sad? It's sad. More Patrick Stewart than Jimmy Stewart, really. Yeah. Uh, there are four lights. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. What just happened? I know the reference. You're making a very esoteric <laughs> right, right. Star Trek. Next Earl right. Grey hot. Yeah, good. That's a little bit better. Make it so. That you sound like you're Runaways. having. A, you sound like you're having a stroke, and and Patrick Stewart's having a stroke. I mean, I don't want to say that's not true. Okay. Let's talk about Runaways number twenty-seven. Thank you. Uh, the Runaways finally get costumes. After years, they are dressing up as superheroes. You wanted to talk about something from our Patreon well, Slack. Patreon Slack, uh, there was a big argument over um, whether you call it a, a costume or a uniform. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for a superhero, is it a costume or a uniform? I think it's a uniform for, all, for the superhero. But, you know, for us, you know, like we would say, that's a costume. See, I would argue that if it's something like the X-Men, 
where well, like certain period of X Men, it would be uniform if they're like kind of like literally uniform, mm-hmm. like you know, like the poofy black jacket, Frank Quietly sure, version, sure, like yeah, yeah, uniforms yeah. kind of. But if like Emma White's got her thing, and then Wolverine's got his thing, like are those uniform really? Like those are costumes to me. Yeah. Right. What do you so the that? line is about the line between the two is if it's everyone is sort of together. If there's yeah, a unifying if if there's force. a uniformity. Well, let me throw Ooh. this out to you then. Maybe this came there? up in the Slack and I just missed it. But uh, for something when the you event, should join the Slack. It's you know, I a great really discussion. Should. You've yeah. been, ironically, fun. you've been slacking on this. Slack. <laughs> uh, it, for something like the Avengers jacket era, where everybody uh-huh. kind of had their own costumes, but was all wearing the same jackets with the insignia on it. Yeah. What is that? Is that a uniform or a costume? It's a uniform enough, uniform. probably, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. What uniform. do you guys think? Uniform. Uh, I mean, you, uh, you've you been in the military. Um, you don't get to, like, throw an extra couple <laughs> colors on your... <laughs> you don't get to wear a different undershirt. Uh, no. But that we have a different, like, bling that we stuff put on based on what we've done. And, you know... The bling is the official term, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They give for Every time we kill somebody new, they give us new, new bling for that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Like this took got dark. <laughs> uh, very funny. Uh... Well, I, I mean, I, I've always called them costumes across the board, even okay. if they match. Let's talk about this comic book. Uh, I love what they're doing here. Putting the runaways in uniforms or costumes or whatever you want to call it feels wrong. It's purposely wrong. They don't feel comfortable with it. They don't want to be superheroes. But I love the idea of exploring that, what that yeah. means if they do get these costumes if they do act like superheroes. And eventually they're going to ditch it, of course, and get back. But it's such a fun thing to play with, and this book is so good right now. It's very good. It's so it's smartly written. Uh, it feels very... Um, like the Runaways, the original run of the Runaways, where it felt very unique and different from other like teen superhero, uh, teen team comics. Uh, this feels like it's gotten back to that. Cool. Great. Thanks, Pete. And that's it for the staff. Yeah. All right. It is time for my favorite section because you all make it up. It's your audience questions. Woo-hoo. For that, if you've got a question for our guests or for us or, you know, another member of the audience, that's fine, too. Just go ahead and ask it. Another member of the audience. I'd like to ask a question. I'm just saying, if anybody wants to propose marriage, they can. It's a scam. You know what? If you're going to have a question for the other audience member, just ask it outside. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? How about that's a better policy? (laughs) Eh, I don't know. What if they run off at the end of the show or something? Then I don't think the question was meant to be asked. What if the question is relevant to the show? Interesting. All right. Let's just see see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Let's watch what happens. Uh, Kevin, what's your name? What's your question? <laughs> Alex. Um, uh, first, I want to uh, pick up on something that I think we've kind of lost track of somewhere. Now, Justin. Yes. Pete may be the star of trivia, but I think you're the real star, man. Wow. wow. Great. Nice. Um, was that? Was that? Did that unlock that the quiz? Not, that does did not. I unlock the quiz? That does not. But I'm glad that it's being followed up wow. on because nice try, dude. That's that was really a good. solid, Very solid good. try. Because either I have already thought of something, or now I know that I have to start thinking of something because you just opened that Pandora's box. Wow. <laughs> so that could have been it. That could have been it, and maybe next week it will be. But wow. No, it's no, uh, no. It's very. I'm just kidding. Um, good. Yeah. <laughs> I love the distant callback. Now, <laughs> the Starman we quiz distant. is ready yeah. to be unlocked. Earlier, we were discussing uh, fellowships. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's uh, go from that to uh, favorite uh, team titles. Ooh. 
favorite team titles? Favorite team titles. Uh, Phil, let's start with you. Do you have a favorite team title? Uh, ever? Yeah. Um, man, I really liked Remender's Uncanny X-Force. Wow. That was wow. a killer, killer run. Yeah. That was good. Um, and that was where they, it was half Avengers, half X-Men? Um, or no, that was, oh no, 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 no that no, was no, that, all sharp. It that, was the all sharp one, as he likes to say. I agree with you, man. That was a badass team. So good. Yeah. yeah. Like that was, after that, I was like, dude, no one can write Deadpool except Reminder from now on. That's like a rule. He's like, he crushed it. I guess it was, he was, he was funny kind of, but he was also super like kind of scary and psycho, but also, I don't know. I just nailed it. I just, yeah. and all the other characters do. Like that, that was just a kick ass mm-hmm. book. Um. Yeah, I guess that's my final answer. Uncanny X Force Remender. Nice. Damn, I wanted to say that. I mean, that was so great. Uh, Authority. I really liked Authority. Uh, I thought that was a great team book for a while. Got a little weird, but yeah, that was good. Great. Nice. Great yeah. answer, Pete. Everything nice. does. Uh, Justin, uh, do you have one? Or you want me to go? Do so you have another second? Uh, yeah, if you have one, go for it. Sure. Uh, Chris Claremont, X Men. Uh, John Byrne era, just like them going oh, to the weird, outback. Weird answer. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it just seems like a stock, you know, like answer. Wow. You know, like, uh, yeah, oh, you, really? Chris Claremont's X Men. Wow. Wow. Way to fucking, yeah. Wait, did really? you Google that? Well, that was uh, fucking wow, man. Justice League. Love Justice League. That's oh, a good nice. team. That's a little bit bolder. Also, like a big it. fan of the Avengers. Wow. Oh, wow. interesting. How's it going to be a sellout? Yeah. Wow. No, Chris Claremont X Men. That's the one that uh, still means the most to me. I think about the Outback era all the time. It was such a weird, specific thing, but that team was great, and that they had the confidence to take that. And completely destroy it at the end, like break it apart and give it so much time for it to come back together. I thought it was so cool. Justin, do you have an answer? Yeah. Uh, first thing that comes to mind for me, um, uh, Mark Wade's Legionnaires from back in the oh, 90s, which wow, I think we nice. uh, talked about a little bit. Um, felt like uh, taking a, a huge team and being able to define each character and Reading that when I was sort of uh, a similar age to the characters felt like it really synced up with my life. I felt you like were, you were just. Sad. I was a real matter eater lad. So this is uh, Legionnaires, not Legion, right? Right, Legion, which you also did later on. Yeah, which was also great. Yeah, and that was like a very specifically we are teens. But he was older like, then, so he didn't really relate to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that was also very good. Uh, that was like the take there with Legion was they were teens literally rebelling against the adults that were running society. And it was so smart and so good as well. Yeah. Uh, great question. Let's get another one. Who has a question? Uh, you, sir, what's your name? What's your question? Name's Caesar. Question is, well, I was going to do a comedy book questions, but I think I'm going to do another question. Um, okay. How long before... When he gets, when Pete gets his money, <laughs> and uh, and the, and the uh, r- relatives in the woodwork start coming out, taking his money before he becomes a superhero. Mm, you're worried he's gonna be stopped from being Batman by uh, relatives. By relatives. Uh, well, let me be honest. So I know we talked about that type of show. If this lawsuit goes through, Pete's going to get like four dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, who, so who's your uh, uh, broke ass Kate Kane to your Bruce Wayne? Mm. No, I'm I'm the brokest. Oh, okay. yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm the brokest one in the family. So uh, let me ask you, which one of us do you think is the better Robin, uh, Alex <laughs> or me? You are literally wearing Robin colors right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. You get dressed for the job you want. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I'll be your sidekick any day. Oh, man, that's the which, nicest thing you've ever said to me. Which, uh, wow, applause from the audience. Uh, which uh, Robin do you think I am? Am I like a Dick Grayson? Okay. <laughs> Half evil? Yeah, Damien. So he's your son? This is wow. This is good. That, that, that took Eden. a turn. Yeah. I was not ready for that. There you go. Okay, I'm your son. So if he does strike <laughs> it rich with this subway payday, I guess I inherit it as soon as you die. Right. Which so, will be pretty soon. Yeah. And if so you keep who, eating subway. Who am I in the scenario now that you stacked away for the mic? Would you say you're Talia Al Ghul? I agree. Well, All right. Uh, we got another question over here. What's your name? What's your question? Okay, I'm John, and uh, with uh, Justin. Taking the hot pie role in the fellowship, mm. um, Pete being the panini uh, <laughs> Well, I've got a million of them. Yeah. Submarinara, <laughs> we can keep going. Um, <laughs> but what is everybody else's uh, food based superhero? Or I'll ask you, uh, what food based superpower would you have? Mm. Food based superpower. I would love to if I ate a meatball sub this meal, the Hulk out, you know. That's, that's literally, you're, you're literally, that's doing literally what happens. I'm looking at you right now, and that's what's <laughs> happening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Justin? Food-based superhero? Um, let's see. Food-based superhero. Uh, I'll, I'll give you some time again. Uh, okay. I used to write a column called I Am Garbage Can, where I would eat literally anything. So probably the human garbage can. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. What was the weirdest you thing you ate? Anything? I got a I got a present which was like a bunch of horrific candies and treats and things that was in a garbage can, and so I would eat through it and I'd do a taste test where I'd write a column about each piece of candy. Gross. Yeah, it was I will say cool. you Who like you eat. I mean, we make fun of people eating uh, garbage plates. No, I eat way worse. You stuff. eat way worse. Than Absolutely, all the time. Because you eat like every weird Oreo. Yep. Anything that is considered a chip with a flavoring on it, yeah. you're like, yeah, I better it. try that. Soda. Yeah. As well. Uh, yeah, this, just this weekend I had cinnamon Coke and uh, winter, winter Spice Cranberry Sprite. Wow. Now, do you, where, do you, where are these things? Are they around? Or do you have to go find them? Are these I got in, them at the Rite Aid. In wow. the Rite Aid. The Rite Aid. Wow. Yes, it's, it's just, a specialty food if, store. When you're right going to these weird drinks, if you see like the... Because I'm on the hunt for that uh, Mountain Dew Halloween, the voodoo. If you see that, get me one of those. You know, I think I have to leave this fellowship. <laughs> I hate to break it up, but our goals are sort of pretty low stakes. I mean, like, <laughs> we're chasing. Who's going to die first? <laughs> yeah. 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 Number one. Uh, I guess yeah, I'm you. Calling it, I'm calling yeah, it. Probably. I'm dying first. Wow, you Ooh. want to make that call? That's yeah, a crazy thing. I mean, obviously, we're going to do this podcast till we all die. Yeah, it will, I'll tell you, so it will funny. be weird to be podcasting front during your eulogy, but we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, we'll okay. record it, and we'll send it out to Patreon members only. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do you have one? Do you have a food-based superhero? God. That's just the weirdest question. Respectfully, I'm like, oh, man, Respectfully. what am I going to say to that? I don't drink very often, and when I do, I find that I'm like a like a compassionate, affectionate drunk. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, oh, man, awesome. I really love my friends. Like, when, when I'm, like, half lit. And uh, so I guess my, that's my power. So when I drink, like, my relationships with my people I care about suddenly heal themselves. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, wow, that's a great answer. Yeah, that's drink great. more often. Yeah. I know. We, tonight, we're going out. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we're going out. Great. Uh, great question. Fun. Do we have any more questions? We could take one more if there's time. Nope. All right. Then we're going to move on to our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Don't Pete LePage. We're going to turn it over Don't to do Pete LePage. Don't do it. Now, this is the part we give back to you, the lovely audience. 
Thank you so much for showing up. We really appreciate it. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics. Who would like 25 free dollars? Simple raising of the hand. Uh, Pablo, you have won it numerous times. I'm wondering if maybe somebody else wants to. Uh, yeah, sir, right there. Yeah, come on. Let's yeah. yeah. Come on down. It's very easy. Give it, give it to the new guy. Give Why it not? to the new guy. Sir, what is your name? Uh, Mike. Mike, audience, audience, Mike. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks for coming out. And if you're new to the show, oh, you're God. in for a treat. Oh, my God. Because right. you have just walked on stage <laughs> with our diva. What? Our, uh, our Meryl Streep. Our oh my God. Yeah. Brad Pitt. Oh our oh leading man. Our our ad astra. <laughs> All right, this is awful. Uh, the star so, of Trivia Pila Page. Congratulations. Uh, so, sir, I'm going to read you a question. Listen to all three possible answers. Get all three questions right. $25 will be yours. Today's trivia is on uh, topical comic news. Question number one. In February, there is a bunch of amazing artists and writers working on Marvel's Voices number one. One of the writers will be is it A, Method Man, B, Sanford Green, or is it C, Oprah Winfrey? So it's either A, or it's B, or C. Uh, wow. Which one would you go with? Probably A, the a? first one? Yeah, nice job. <laughs> nice. Method Man, uh, back on comics again. I'm very excited. Sanford Green is the artist that will be working on uh, a couple of those, so I'm excited for that. Question number two. Jerry Dugan and Ron Garney are teaming up on what Fantastic Four title? Is it A, Fantastic Four, Good Man Grimm, B, Fantastic Four, Grim Noir, or is it C, Mariah Carey? <laughs> so it's either A, which I completely made up, or you could choose B. <laughs> Well, C sounds tempting, but I'll go with B. B is nice. correct. <laughs> Grim Noir. I'm actually uh, really looking forward to this. It's kind of a cool idea. All right, last one. The Eisner-winning powers will return when? Is it A, March, B, June, or C, Jane Fonda? <laughs> so it's either A, March, or you could pick something else. I'll go with A. A is uh, correct. $25. I free dollars, sir. Whenever I look at the calendar and it Congratulations. turns over into Jane Fonda, I'm uh, always surprised. Well, speaking of which, there's a sub-quiz going on in this quiz where Pete relates the third answers to a Robin Williams movie. Is that, that is Robin? correct, yeah. Yeah, and Robin Williams, R of course... Uh, yeah, he died from eating too many Subway sandwiches. Is that oh, what happened? Oh, man. No, that's, that's fucked no, up, okay. man. That's oh, fucked up. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that did a weird quiz. Yeah. Uh, what are the third answers, Pete? Oprah Winfrey, yep. Mariah Carey, and Jane Fonda. Does anybody know the Robin Williams movie? Kevin, what's the Robin Williams movie? The Butler? That is correct. Lee Daniels, The Butler. <laughs> what? <laughs> I see Great. That is... So weird. <laughs> as we all know, uh, why, why is this happening? Uh, as we all know, you started uh, it. What? You started it. I started it? Yeah, no, you right. definitely started it. No, you it. definitely started How it. How did he start it? Yeah. He started it. I'm going to send you a letter and be like, hello, I'm from the firm of Meatball, Pepperoni, <laughs> and Please cease and desist from your weird quiz. 
Uh, as we all know, tomorrow is a new comic book day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Punisher Kill Crew number five of five. Uh, I'm excited to see how this wraps up. And this is the Punisher and some children. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're kind of Foggy mopping Nelson. up. Yeah, they're mopping up from, uh, you know, the big uh, kind of uh, Thor event where everybody kind of got godlike powers. Mm. Cool. Justin, yeah. what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to... Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. Let me guess. Okay. Batman number 83. That's <laughs> no, definitely not it. Oh. I mean, that's, that's going to be a good title. I yeah, think. I mean... I mean, why wouldn't you? It's such a great book. Are you trying to, like... What are you doing are you right trying now? To, don't push your shit on me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It'd be, what it'd is be your cool game, if you said that. Pete? Wow. I can't believe... this. Is, the pick we do is a sacred thing. <laughs> and the fact that you would interrupt me and push your agenda... That's fucked up. Like, I'm the, star, I'm the star of my pick. I'm sorry, Pete... You're suspended from the show for two weeks. Wow. Oh, wow. Get out. You're out. You're out, Pete. You're out of here. You're out of here. I have no problem with that. <laughs> I will see you guys in two weeks. Oh, man. You're okay. He's back. He's back. <laughs> back in. He, be- he called her bluff. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. We're not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with us. That's right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. I think that's appropriate. Uh, what is your actual pick? I'm looking forward to um, He-Man and the Masters of the Multiverse, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, which I thought by Tim Seeley, which I was actually great. Tim uh, Seeley. Yeah. It's a hell of a run. Yeah, we'll have a full review of that in our Stack podcast that drops both in the Stack feed and the Comic Book Club feed uh, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. I'm looking forward to... I, well, I didn't know how much I was connected to the He-Man, yeah. to He-Man and his there you friends go. It got you. until I read this book. You're I'm, a weird perv, bro. Not a what pervert. are you talking about? Oh, I'm ta- he knows what I'm talking about. You don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the, when uh, you uh, see the sorcerers. What are you talking about, Pete? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now you're... Okay, cool, cool, cool. They just oh. have to listen to the stack and know what I'm talking about. I, I did want to fuck Battle Cat back in the day. <laughs> totally You mean normal. Cringer, don't you? What? You mean no, Cringer? No, no, after... Once he had the armor... <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, sorry. With the armor. Battle Toads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you ended up fuck all the Battle Toads? <laughs> wow. That's the... Uh, I'm looking forward to Marauders number two from Marvel Comics. Uh, that title was great. The X-Men line has been great so far. I'm excited to see what happens with Kitty Pride and her crew as they go sailing around the world on adventures. That should be lots of fun. Uh, plug your stuff. What should people be checking out again? Uh, well, next week, um, Last God number two comes out. We are super yeah. stoked for that yes. one. And in my opinion, the issue for the next few months gets stronger and stronger, so I'm super stoked. Uh, awesome. Make sure you check out stuff in the back. Because uh, I'm, t- I'm spending a lot of time writing that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's turning out really good, in my opinion, in number two, especially. So please check that out. Um, uh, let's see. My next thing is I've got, uh, actually, I've got some stuff coming out in some of the anthologies from DC. I've got a thing coming out, New Year's, New Year's Evil. See what I did there? Oh, oh cool. Awesome. Um, nice. It comes out January 1st, I think. Uh, either New Year's Eve that or makes a lot New of Year's sense. Day. Yeah. 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 I celebrate New Year's Eve as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got a Sinestro story in there, and then I have a story coming out, um, Crimes of Passion, about February. Let's see, Ghost Recon comes out in January as well, and The Kill Man comes out right after that. So a lot of awesome. stuff coming out. Man, a couple right. busy months. 
Very Coming cool. Up. Check all of that out. A couple of things to plug on our end before we go. We mentioned the Patreon Slack earlier mm-hmm. on. There's just one of the bonuses you can get if you subscribe to patreon.com slash comic book club. Check that out. It's as low as $2 a month, and we'll uh, chat with you about we talk costumes and time. sodas and, you know, things like it's that. It's a great Creepy way to uh, follow up on Pete's uh, legal <laughs> situation. Yeah, we have a legal Slack as well. Because we also, and we talk about the, the subway lawsuit a lot, but there are other lawsuits that Pete is involved. <laughs> Involved in in various ways. Uh, yeah, we can't get into details here. This, this exactly uh, prosecutor. Yeah. Pete's representing some people. Right. Like, Pete has a law. Small We've law been running him through a bunch of mock trials for when it eventually does go to trial. But yeah. we're going to figure that out. When Pete's it gets sort of to like it. if Foggy Nelson had a second Foggy Nelson, like a, a more Foggy. He's the most Foggy Nelson. Yeah, like if they all have uniforms. Yeah, exactly. You're the foggiest Nelson. Nice I think man. we could say right. Uh, couple of other things we probably should plug. We do a Watchmen podcast called Watchmen Watch that yep. runs twice a week, once after the show airs, and then on Thursday for a bonus episode in the Watchmen Watch feed. And who's the guest on uh, this? Jordan D. White Jordan is D. White. the guest yeah, this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about the previous episode, speculating about the next He's episode. He's a huge Watchmen head. He is. He's a big Watchmen fan. Yeah. Doesn't like the movie very much, but we did talk about that quite a bit yeah. on the podcast this week. Also, we have our Riverdale podcast, Riverdale After Dark, that rolls out <laughs> right after that show airs. What? It's a cool show, man. Very it's so chill. Very it's a chill, laid-back show. What a show. chill watch. You, oh, you can watch it, just, and if you were to close your eyes and wake up later, <laughs> you'd be totally fine. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, change you like forever. A little nightmare it doesn't change you forever if you watch that it's show. It's pretty nice. Uh, Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. Also, you can subscribe and comment on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or the app of your choice. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Phil for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Booth Man Prime. But most of all, we want to thank you guys. We're here every Tuesday night at 8 And p.m. as always, we're sponsored by Meatball, Salami, <laughs> and Provolone. The law firm yes. to go to if you have any sandwich-based crimes. <laughs> we'll see you next Tuesday. Good night. Good night, guys. Bye.